0: Amen. Amen. I pray that if you uh, are here, you didn't miss your uh, notes this morning. Please grab those, follow along with us. There are many scriptures uh, that are listed there that we will not be going through in entirety that you will be blessed by and will help you in your further uh, study as we talk about uh, one life at a time, being God's hero being God's hero. This morning we're going to look at the book of Esther. The book of Esther. And before I read this uh, particular passage of Esther, I want to just give a brief synopsis Uh, If you don't know maybe what's happening with the story, we have uh, Esther who has been elevated to queen. She wasn't originally the queen, but the queen had done some things that were not appropriate to the king, and the king deposed her. And he uh, uh, had his eye on Esther, and he liked her, and so the Lord gave her favor, and she was raised to the position of queen. Well, at this time, the children of Israel were under captivity in this kingdom, and uh, there was a certain man by the name of Haman, and he was out to destroy the Jews. He wanted to annihilate every single one of them because he was an ancestor of one whom the Jewish people had conquered. And so he was out to absolutely destroy them. And so here Esther is. No one knows that she is a Jew and there and that her people are about ready to be annihilated because Haman was laying a plan where every Jewish person in the entire uh, sphere of control of this kingdom would be destroyed. And so at this particular time, Haman, Mordecai, which was uh, Esther's uncle, uh, was a godly man. And when Haman, who wanted all the praise of the people, would go out, Mordecai would not give him praise because praise belongs to one person, and that is God. There's a difference between honoring someone in our lives, our parents, our, our officials, those that are over us, or giving praise to someone praise is only reserved and worship to god alone you look at it and even in the scriptures I know that there's a lot of things happening with spiritual things in our nation today. Uh, And it doesn't mean that it's of God, but just spiritual awakening, people doing all kinds of things. I want to draw your attention to this. Do you know that every time in the scripture that an angel appeared before mankind and man would begin to fall at the angel's feet, The first thing the angel would say would be, stop, don't you dare, you give praise to God. (laughs) I'm just a messenger, that is a good thing. And here, uh, uh, Haman wanted praise, Mordecai wouldn't give it to him, and it irritated him. So he began to create uh, a hangman's noose, literally, for Mordecai, who he was going to hang and and start this uh, whole thing of killing the Jews. And in this time, Mordecai encourages his niece that God has called her to more than just a worldly position, but God has called her to something great. God has called her to be a hero for her day. I am going to read the scripture, but may I tell you, Wherever you are, wherever God has placed you, God is calling you to be a hero for your day. God is calling you to stand up and say, yes, I will hear the word of the Lord and be that hero for my day. Hallelujah. Esther chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not obtained royalty for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maidens also will fast in the same way. And thus I will go into the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish... I perish. So Mordecai went away and did just as Esther had commanded him. This was truly a crisis in Esther's life. Was she going to go and there was a law that you could not come in and see the king, even as the queen, unless the king summoned for you, unless he asked. And there was something very important and very... uh, uh, significant to the king that was happening and he didn't want to be disturbed. But God had given Esther favor (laughs) with the king. And so here when uh, Mordecai asked her to go and he says to her, don't think that if you just think that I'll hide and I'll just stay here and, and I'll be safe because I'm in the king's palace, God has called you for such a time as this to rise up and do what is right. To rise up and do that which is good. I want to talk to you this morning about the action of a hero. See, there comes a point in time when we can't just talk about the things of the Lord, we can't just uh, uh, wonder about the things of God, but we must say, Lord, I will obey the word of the Lord. I will be that person that takes action on my faith. I will be that person that rises up. I will be that person that says, Lord, use me. And may I say to us, all of us heroes this morning, whether it be the smallest child or oldest adult, God is wanting to move in you for you to be a hero to your world today. So as we think about this, and I wanted to give that little uh, preface to, to reading the scripture because I don't want to assume that we all know the story of Esther, but as I read that passage of scripture, that was at the, the pivotal moment. Esther had come to this place and Mordecai said, here, here it is. The, the, basically, the choice is coming. And I will tell you that in Esther's life, as in ours, there are moments of crisis. You're not going to avoid them. Crisis is a part of the human life. Moments of crisis are going to happen. It's not a matter of if, but when they happen. Now, I understand that that uh, moments of crisis can vary in severity and uh, in uh, how important they are. Sometimes the crisis is we're out of milk, (laughs) okay? And it's 10 o'clock and I've got to get my clothes back on to go to the store, okay? Sometimes that was a crisis in our home. That's pretty silly. But, you know, what I'm talking about is not everything that we deem a crisis raises to uh, the same levels, but there are moments in your life that will happen where there are significant crisis in your life. Just like as in Esther's. But Esther wasn't alone. As we look at the Word of God, there were many times that mankind has been in a crisis. Noah, in his day, God was so, so concerned about the sin that Noah, he said, I'm going to destroy the entire world because it's that bad. That's a crisis. King Saul sought to kill David. David was appointed, was anointed to be king, and Saul was out to kill him. That's a personal crisis, When the king wants your head, that's pretty significant. Jesus confronted Saul on the road to Damascus, who later became Paul, and he gave him a moment of crisis. Peter, after the death of Jesus, faced a crisis, What was he going to do? And in the scriptures that I've mentioned there that you have to look up, every one of these men, and including Mary, the mother of Jesus, who when Gabriel came to her, that was a moment of crisis. Was she going to accept what God was going to tell her? It was going to cost her a lot. There are moments of crisis in our lives, and that that is nothing we can do about it. But we've talked about people in the Bible, but how about us? Whether it be that you're a single mom and dad, and you never get a break, and man, you feel like if I just have one more thing happen, I am going to be in crisis, God understands. Maybe a career or a job is causing a moment of decision. Maybe it's a marriage that you're in that there's a monumental thing happening. Maybe it's in a family uh, situation or in a relationship with a friend. Maybe it's a tragedy or an accident that has become you, and there is a moment of crisis. Sometimes we take for granted the fact that we are healthy And when health befalls us, that can be a crisis. Sometimes it's just something that happens that's unexpected. Life happens. And the fact is, is there are things in our life, no matter how much we plan, no matter how hard we try, there's going to be unexpected things that come just like Esther never imagined that she would be in the palace as queen. You say, well, Pastor Brian, I'm never going to be in that situation. Maybe God's put you in a position just like Esther where you have influence over a friend, a family member, over a situation at the job, over something that's happened. God has called you to be a hero for your time, for your moment. The fact is, is that In these crises, there becomes a defining moment. I want to talk about that. Esther's crisis became to a moment of truth, and it demanded an action. Now, there comes a time, sometimes, where you can uh, somehow slip by a decision, although I will tell you that every decision you make, even to be Indecisive affects us. Yes, a a decision to not decide to do anything is a decision, and so uh, Esther's crisis came to that pivotal moment if you will the moment of truth is where it all piles up and there's something that happens that demands an action something has to be done Noah received it in his day when God said here's the instructions go build the ark he had to decide: Am I going to do it or not? <laughs> Am I going to believe? David had to decide at the moment several times when he could have taken David's, uh, when he could have taken Saul's life. He had to decide: I'm going to let this go because God's got a different thing. That's pivotal. That's a moment of of crisis. That's a pivotal moment. Paul had to reach it in obeying Christ. Peter had to reach it. When Jesus looked at him and said, you must follow me. And Peter had to decide whether he was going to be the Lord's or go do his own thing. Mary had to decide. And in that scripture, Luke 1.38, Mary says, let it be unto me as you have spoken. She made a choice although she could have very easily been in a spot where she didn't want to make an action. There are times in our lives where God allows. Did you hear me? When God allows a crisis, not every trial and tribulation is an attack from the enemy. We like to blame the devil on a lot of things. And I understand he's a formidable foe. Without Jesus, I am no match. But understand, trials come also for our testing, and God wants to see us be a hero in our day. God wants to see us rise to the occasion and say, I will be that hero in my home. I will be that hero on the job. I will be that hero in my community. I will be that person that when action is demanded, I will rise to that occasion. Get ready as you hear a wonderful, incredible gift about being ready for the moment.
1: So this is a spoken word that I wrote entitled Esther. You sent me word through messenger today. Grief has overcome you and sorrow has ravaged your mind. I read it, the decree issued by Haman under authority of the king. Every Jew, young and old, mother and child, are to be slaughtered, annihilated. On a single day, a scheduled day, no escape, no chance at life, all over a madman's vanity. This is why I must act. Fast for me, cousin, pray for my courage, for a queen is not meant to approach her king without request. It's a crime punishable by death. But if I must die, I must die. Why would I hesitate and waste precious time? When my people are sentenced to death, why would I sit idle and cry? For such a time as this, you told me, perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Perhaps, why else, what other reason could there be? I won't escape my own death if I stay silent. Deliverance will come from somewhere, we will be free. So why not here? Why not me? Stepping into the king's presence without being called is a crime, a crime punishable by death. But if I must die, I must die. If I must go down with my people now rather than in a year, I must go down now. If God needs me now, I will move. If God needs me now, I will respond. I'm terrified. I shake in my shoes. But if God needs me now, I will go. If I must die, I must die. For what other purpose is this position? What other goal is there in mind? (laughs) Um. Everything I do should bring glory to my God and this is the right thing to do. So excuse me when I find no excuse. I'll ask them to dinner, a banquet, And if it pleases the king, if I have found favor in him, if he will grant my request, Haman will fall. They will cover his eyes and he will be swatted like a gnat in a bowl of fruit and the exiles will survive. You, cousin, will survive, I will survive. But if I must die, I must die so that my people can thrive or at least know that I've tried. For where God positions the pieces, the game is won and there is no compromise.
0: Thank you. Great job, girl. You nailed it. The world does not have all the talent. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a powerful gift. Thank you, Carly, for sharing that with us. And the fact is, is, just like Esther came to her time of crisis, We're in a crisis in our world today. There is a crisis that demands Esthers to stand up all over. There is a crisis in our families, in our nation, in our workplaces that demand that we say, if I die, I die, but I'm not going down without praising the Lord. There has to be that moment that time of saying yes. Esther had that time and that moment. And here's the awesome thing about God. We often say, well, you know, maybe I'm going to die. And if the Lord calls us to die, which he has for some that we read in Scripture, I will tell you, I am blessed far beyond my imagination doing and being obedient to the will of God than ever doing one thing in my flesh. The flesh is temporary. God is eternal. Hallelujah. Well, that moment of truth comes to a a place where our actions, as Esther's actions... Causes change and God's blessing. But if God's blessing is gonna come, it takes a hero to say, if I die, I die. Watch this clip. What is this? You want me to take you to the war? This is it. The war of the Germans. A
2: couple of hundred yards across the field! Chief! Oh, no! oh, oh, it's good to see you! Oh, Chief's back! He's back! Alright, let's move! And the have What? Our putzers! <laughs>
0: These
2: <laughs> to the and stop They to the the can't the
0: Diana, we have to go. We need to help these people. We have to stay on mission.
2: <laughs> the next day crossing is at least a day away. What are we waiting we for? We cannot leave without helping them. These people are dying.
1: If nothing to
2: eat yeah. and in the village enslaved, I, she said. I understand that. Women, children. We need children. to make our next position by How
0: somewhere. can you say that? What is the matter? <laughs> this is no man's land, Diana. It means no man can cross it, all right? This battalion has been here for nearly a year and they, they barely gained an inch. All right because on the other side there're a bunch of Germans pointing machine guns at every square inch of this place. This is not something you can cross. It's not possible. So what? So we do nothing? No, we do, we are doing something. We are. We just we can't save everyone in this war. This is not what we came here to do.
2: what I'm going to do.
0: Unlike just a movie, there are truly people in the fight for their life. There are people hunkered down in the trenches. And unless someone steps up and says, if I die, I die, but I'm going. The time is now. Esther's actions is what made the difference. Noah and his family was saved because he made an action. David became king in God's time because he said yes and took action. Paul, because he said yes to the call of God, saw an entire jailer's family saved for the glory of God. Peter, because he was willing to say, yes, I will follow you, was an incredible, incredible example as God had the angel come and deliver him from death and infused the entire church with power. Jesus, he changed it all. Jesus, our superhero, took the sin of the world, all of it, And as he was nailed to that tree, and his blood flowed, death and sin were done away with. Praise God, he rose that third day, our superhero. And then he said, like the Father sent me, I now am sending you. God has called us for such a time as this. Whether I'm 87 or whether I'm 7, God has a plan for us to be heroes of our day. God has a plan for us to say yes, for us to say, I will be that person. But understand this about action. Not every action causes good or God's blessing. There are also actions that we can make that don't always cause the blessing of God. And you may be here today and you may say, well, man, Pastor Brian, who am I to determine how or what I need to do? Three things. The word of God, his Holy Spirit, and prayer. As you are stepping out in the battlefield, the word of God is your sword. As you are stepping out in the battlefield, the Holy Spirit is your most closest confidant. He will speak to you what is true from God's word and right from the heart of the Father. And in that battlefield, God has given you the precious power of prayer, that by it you may pull down every stronghold of the enemy. Hallelujah. God's word, the Holy Spirit, and prayer will help us to focus on the right action. But here's a very important, if you miss anything else, how can I tell? This is a great way. Is this action that I'm about to do Is this for temporal immediate satisfaction or am I thinking in the light of eternity? That's huge. Think about it in the light of eternity. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 15 through 16, talks about Esau. Esau and Jacob, if you remember, at a weak moment... Esau said, what's a birthright to me? Who cares? I'm hungry. And for a bowl of soup, sold his birthright. See, this is what I'm talking about. It says, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it may many be defiled that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal. For you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit that blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought for it with tears. The Bible makes it clear it's appointed once for a man to die and then the judgment. But the Bible also makes it clear Jesus Christ is coming again. We don't know the day or the hour. We don't know when, but I will tell you at that moment, that moment when the, the time itself ceases and we stand before God, There will not be a chance to regain what we wish that we had. Do you have friends that you have family members that are in the battlefield? Be the hero of your day. Don't go saying, I wish that I had stood. I wish that I had been. No, God has called you for such a time as this. God has called you to be that hero for your day. So I ask, what about your story? Who in your life, who in your workplace, who in your community, your neighbor, whoever it is, who do you know is in that moment where if they perish, it's not just that they physically die. You know that it's possibly in eternity without God. What are we doing about it? Will we rise to the occasion and say, God, I will be your hero for today. Bow your head with me. Very quickly, I want to ask a question. Are you here this morning and you would say, I need Jesus in my life? There's two possibilities. Maybe you've heard the gospel before, you've known about it, and maybe you've never responded, but you want to today. The other thing is maybe you've responded at some point in your life, but since that response, you have walked away and you've done your own thing. You have walked away and said, I- I'm better off on my own, and you have walked away from Jesus, and now you're saying, man, I don't even know if he's with me. You can know before you leave this place. I want to ask the question, is there anyone here this morning that you would say, Pastor Brian, pray for me. I need to be one of those that Jesus pulls out of the battlefield of sin. I need to be one of those that has my life saved. Is there anyone here that would slip their hand up and say, pray for me, Pastor Brian, I need to receive Jesus in my life today. I'm just gonna take a moment and look, praise the Lord. I do have another question because this whole entire sermon today, although we've been talking about one life at a time and specifically heroes, this one is about action. So I'm asking if you're willing, willing, not perfect, not that you're going to stand because you're going to be forever doing everything right. But you desire to say, Lord, with your help, I am going to make the right decision at the moment of crisis. And I am going to be that hero for my day. If that's you, would you stand and say, with the Lord's help, I'm doing that today. Just stand wherever you are. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, I pray right now for each and every person standing in this place. God, I pray as we give our hearts to you and as we ask and we pray, Lord, move in us. God, with your power, would you help us, Lord, to be the men and women, the boys and girls, no matter how young, how old, God, in our world, that we would stand and make a difference for you because because of our action in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We're gonna sing through that new song one more time. It just
2: again focuses us on when God says move, that we move. We're gonna sing it one more time and then we're actually gonna prep for baptisms this morning. I encourage you, allow this song to speak to you. You have a moment and an opportunity today to be obedient in a time and a moment that demands action this morning. Where you go, I'll go Where you stay, I'll stay When you move, I'll move I will follow
0: What about is following the Lord? I would like to ask Glenda Huddleston to come. Ah, man, this is a joyous, wonderful time. Praise the Lord. She'll be back momentarily. <laughs> Glenda, if you're not aware, is Grace Youngren's daughter. Praise the Lord. Remember, we said it's about reaching our children and our grandchildren. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. That's fruit from the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yes, it is warm. (laughs) When Glenda called me and asked if she could come see me and I won't I don't want to steal from her thunder because God has done a miracle in this one I want you to know that the person that stands before you is a miracle of God when she came into my office this is what I will tell you I saw her about two, maybe three, I'm not sure exactly. Sundays later, I met her at the front door as she was headed out. I said to her, Glenda, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're not even the same person. You don't look the way you did. You don't act the way you did. Your whole countenance has been transformed And I knew at that moment, that's a miracle of God. Amen. Amen.
2: Okay. (laughs) Um, When I received Christ in my life and was filled with the Holy Spirit, it's the most amazing gift I've ever received. Incredible feeling. And thanks to the blood of Jesus, I have a clean slate. My yeah. my debt's paid. Hallelujah. Thank yeah. you, God. Yeah. And I am so forever thankful. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to have you come this all the way to this way. Oh, well, all the way to this way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to have plenty of room. Okay. Uh, if you want to, you can plug your nose okay. as I'll I get ready. Oh, okay, uh, that's great. All right. <laughs> if you just... Cross your arms for me. That's great. All right, Glenda, because of the confession of your faith, it is my privilege as your pastor to baptize you in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Spirit. (laughs)
2: Out.
0: <laughs> in God good hallelujah will you rejoice with me <laughs> amen I'm headed out